eyes to the right, 358. The nose to the left, 234. The eyes to the right were 358. The nose to the left were 234. So the eyes have it. The eyes have it. The eyes finally have it in the British Parliament following last week's landslide election, giving the go-ahead for Brexit on January the 31st next year. Meanwhile, after Irish Taoiseach Leo Varadkar made comments suggesting EU circles were hoping Boris would use his new large majority to push through a soft Brexit in name only future relationship agreement and also extend negotiations far into 2021, text was added to the Brexit bill to legally rule out extending this period. Boris Johnson also reaffirmed his commitment that there would be, quote, no alignment between UK and EU standards and regulations, something the EU has insisted is a must for any type of future relationship. With a deadline of July next year for the UK to request an extension to the transition period, something that is now not legally possible without a change in the law, and only until December 31st next month, next year, till the currently unagreed future relationship is to be enacted, a new Cliff Edge W Trade Organisation semi-no deal exit is again possible. The greater the divergence from Europe, the more the UK will need to trade with its young lion Commonwealth. And the importance of these things in relation to Bible prophecy has been considered on many occasions here on Bible in the News, including just last week. Ezekiel 38 shows that Britain, or Tarshish, is to stand aside while the many countries in the world, including the EU, invade Israel. The direction of the EU, especially with its desire to form an EU army, will soon make it impossible for an EU member to have a policy so different from all the other members. But not only must the UK have the ability to have a different foreign policy, being able to stand aside from those nations when they invade Israel, they must also have the will to do so. It could otherwise be possible that Britain might leave the EU, but then go on to support the action that they take. But of course, we know that this is not the case. Because we read in Ezekiel 38, I'll read verse 13, Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey? to carry away silver and gold, and to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil. So Tarshish is commenting on what others are doing. They are not involved themselves. So not only must Britain be separate from the EU, they must also be in the position where they choose to step aside from those actions that these nations take. Now with Boris Johnson as Prime Minister with a large majority, nobody now doubts whether Brexit will happen. But the question that remains for Bible believers is, how will this affect UK and Israeli relations? Although in Ezekiel 38 we don't see Britain actively defending Israel in a military way, we see Britain choosing not to involve itself in those attacks against Israel. And in recent times we've seen the EU take steps to make it easier for those who wish to boycott Israel. It was just last month that the, that the top EU court ruled that EU countries must now label products made in Israeli settlements so consumers could make, quote, informed choices when shopping. And of course, Brexit will give Britain the opportunity to remove regulations such as this 
but will Britain choose to do so? Well, in the Queen's speech earlier this week, along all those bills relating to Britain's exit from the EU, was a bill designed to prevent public bodies from boycotting Israel in any way. The government said, We're going to ensure that the public sector, places like councils and health authorities, can't work against or can't prejudice Israel. If we're being really honest, BDS, and BDS is, stands for Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions, is just a thin disguise for anti-Semitism. We as Conservatives should always tackle racial discrimination, and BDS is one of the worst wink-wink, nod-nod pieces of racialism that we know. And although this may not seem a game-changer, it perhaps shows the beginning of a Brexit Britain which refuses to be involved with these attacks against Israel. And this should come as no surprise to those who know Boris Johnson's historical views on Israel. When he was a student in 1984, Boris Johnson, along with his sister, volunteered on a kibbutz, Kifar Hanasi, which is in the Northern Galilee area. This kibbutz means the President's Village, a fact which I doubt would have been missed by the young and ambitious Boris Johnson. Arriving mid-summer, he was said to have performed poorly in the sun and ended up, ended up working in the kibbutz's kitchen. Since this time, he's described himself as a passionate Zionist and a lover of Israel. In 2015, when still Mayor of London, he travelled to Israel with the intention to visit both Israel and also the Palestinian leadership in Ramallah. This trip was, however, considered to be a disaster by the media, um, as the Palestinian leadership refused to meet him after he made comments which were considered too pro-Israel, including describing those who supported BDS as a bunch of lefty academics. I cannot think of anything more foolish than to say that you want to have any kind of uh, divestment or, or sanctions or, or, or whatever, or boycott against a country that, when all is said and done, is the only democracy in the region, is the only place that has, in my view, a, a pluralist, open society. You know, why, why boycott Israel? It's a, and, and, and by the way, I think there's some misunderstanding over here about it. The, the supporters of this so-called uh, boycott are really just a bunch of, uh, you know, corduroy jacketed academics from, you know, lefty, uh, not, not anything wrong with wearing a corduroy jacket, I hasten, I hasten to say, but they are, they are by, by and large lefty academics uh, who have no real standing in the matter and I think are highly unlikely to be influential on, uh, on, on Britain. And uh, this is a, a very, very small minority in our, in our country who are calling Even after this incident, he continued to defend his position. And so with what seems to be a pro-Israel leader in the UK for likely the very vital first four years post-Brexit, it will be interesting to see how the UK-Israeli relationship develops after January the 31st next year. This has been Paul Barnes with you for this week's Bible in the News. Join us again next week. <laughs>